Blog Talk Radio. Frontier Beyond Fear Blog Talk Radio Program. I'm Susan, Laris, and Dan, and today is May 15th, 2021. I'm very happy to welcome you back today. I hope that um, coming in every Saturday as I am live is producing some continuity for those of you listening. Um, I'm enjoying these spontaneous shows for the most part. This particular week, I wrote the title very quickly, The Peace That Passeth Passeth Understanding. Often instead of a that, there's a which in there, the peace which passeth understanding, or there are various translations But I think it's important to note that although I first learned of this concept from the Bible, today I am talking about it in a general way that can connect us to the peace of the divine, no matter who we are or where we are. And I know some of you listening may not believe in any sort of a divine although that can be often about definitions as to how in your head you're defining it. But if you don't believe or feel the presence, then I hope that this episode will help you find peace in yet another way. We have a lot going on in our world right now. And it's been ongoing for quite some time and it seems like every new month there's a new wrinkle in the equation that could very much disrupt our peace and yet and this I'm sure includes our personal lives and our feelings about the planet and what's happening and yet there is this concept that I wanted to talk about today and it defies definition, really. It, defi- it defies labels. I'm actually glad that I didn't write it out quite as maybe I would have done if I was being more precise. There doesn't need to be precision in what we're talking about today. It is simply the peace that you find that is unlikely 
in a time when you shouldn't, by all rational definitions, feel that peace. And yet you do. I've had a rather uh, tumultuous week, just a very busy week. If you're in the U.S., many of us are perhaps working on taxes this weekend, and I've been working on them this week because they were extended a month, which is great, but of course, many of us, we don't manage to really work on them well until right before, and you know, whether you're extending or you're filing or whatever you're doing, the the forms always seem to be different and they always seem to get us kind of agitated just normally, no matter what you need to do with them. It's just a process that you got to get done and it always feels like we procrastinate, most of us, and, you know, you just got to work your way through it. I was working on it right before this program even. I had to put it down. That alone is not going to disrupt my peace. The busyness of a week, all the other things that are going on and in the world, and wherever you find yourself, you may be closer to significant disruption or right in the midst of it. And yet, the gift of spirituality or of trusting that this peace is available to us is the peace that passeth understanding. I could tell you all kinds of exercises, but I'm not an expert in those. I didn't use any of those this week. I know people I've worked with people, still work with people who are experts in mindfulness, experts in breathing, experts in meditation, experts in all kinds of things. I am not an expert in any of those things. I speak to you about connection. Can breathing help us? Of course it can. Can some of these techniques help us? Yes. But today's program isn't about that either. It's about the peace that passeth understanding, which isn't about a technique. In fact, if it was about a technique, maybe we'd understand it. (laughs) It's about that mysterious peace that we find. I can't claim to always have found it. To me... My spiritual path has made all the difference. When I was younger, I tended to be more anxious about things. I've talked about this on the program. It doesn't mean I'm never anxious now, but I was more anxious then by far. Everybody has a normal amount of, you know, tumultuousness in our days, whatever. Not everyone's going to be perfectly calm at all times. But I do know I used to get stressed about more things when I was younger, and I've often thought some of the things that I've had to go through that's part of my soul journey in my life, how would I ever have managed it in the old days when I tended to stress about things that really didn't matter? The peace that passeth understanding helps you with things that do matter and with things that don't. 
but especially with things that do. Some of you may have, and I've had this happen in the past, where a loved one is in the hospital. It's not happening now, thankfully, but sometimes this peace comes over you. You can have some pretty scary moments when that's happening, or even with yourself. It's been such a year in that way. And I might take a moment to suggest that we all offer more acceptance to those around us including whatever paths they are on, because it's very difficult to walk in their shoes and see what they're about. That actually adds to our peace, I feel, when we're more accepting. But once again, that's something that maybe can be understood. And there is a type of peace that we can't really understand. I got out in nature this past week, and I'd kind of been uh, remiss in doing this as much as I would like. And I used to, to be much more out in nature all the time. But to me, that's a wonderful pathway to peace. And the minute I step onto a path, even onto a sidewalk, It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't have to be a path. It doesn't have to be in the wilderness. I used to walk in some really, really natural settings um, that were more remote. It doesn't have to be that. Look up at the sky. Hear whatever birds you can hear. I've noticed there are fewer birds, which is of concern. But I certainly heard some on my walk. Not as many as years ago, and, you know, they say that that is true. There's something that can disrupt our peace, our concern about the earth, about society, about so many things. No matter how we choose to characterize those things, we can feel that distress. Spirituality, trusting pursuing a spiritual path. Do you feel calm to something different? Are you wondering what is the way to more peace? I'm not going to give you a formula today, but when you ask, you can be led there. It certainly helped me. It took a while, And there were some real tumultuous places in there. I seem to like that word tumultuous today. But eventually, I found it. Last week, there was some discussion of this notion of grounding. Sometimes, even when we're in the midst of a spiritual path, we can lose our grounding. There are ways to to rise in awareness, for sure, that can happen very spontaneously for people as they tune in more. And grounding is so important. It restores peace. It restores balance. Balance has a lot to do with peace. I had a couple of things randomly come across my path this week 
And as I like to do, I'm going to read them with you. One was actually in my Facebook memories and related, or actually on my page, The Prophetess Legacy, which is a project of well over, well, not well over, but yeah, actually it's getting to be that point of over 10 years, looking into visionary women from all walks of life. And yesterday there was a memory from last year, which was a quote from Teresa of Avila. And I'm going to share that with you now. May today there be peace within. May you trust God that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. May you use those gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content knowing you are a child of God. Let this presence settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us. That was from Teresa of Avila. And it just happened to come across my path. And isn't it important that she said, and I had forgotten she said it, how it is available to all of us, everyone. We are not separate from the divine. When you believe in the omnipresence of the divine, and I've spoken of this before so many paths, support this concept, different ways of thinking about God, that God is everywhere. That means that the divine is within you, too. And when you know that, it is a mystery. And yes, it is a gateway to that mysterious peace. Of which, of which I speak, because after all, if you know that you are one with the divine, and also the way that Teresa of Avila says, things are in order, trust that you are exactly where you are meant to be. That could feel like a tumultuous place. There's that word again. But whatever it is, it's a part of your journey. And when you think about our oneness with the divine and with everyone and with everything, that we are inseparable and that we have this within us, what more of a gateway could one imagine to a lasting, mysterious peace? Surely the divine is at peace with what is happening, no matter how we define it. Every journey is a place from beginning to the end or to the next place. There is no end, really. Time isn't even linear, not to the divine. That's hard for us to conceive, and yet it's true. And I spoke of that in another episode recently, 
if you didn't get a chance to hear that one, there's some really helpful um, tools in that episode that will um, actually give you peace. In that case, it's not quite so mysterious. What we do is we create an environment for that peace to come in. It doesn't mean that we have to be meditating. I don't tend to meditate myself. I walk and feel a similar feeling. I, You know, I've done various things like many of you. I used to do, I dabble, but just put it that way, in yoga for a while. I've done different things. In this pandemic, a lot of people are not doing any of the things they were doing, but that's not necessarily my reason. It doesn't have to be a formal practice that I'm talking about though many will tell you that helps. But this mysterious piece I'm talking about, it's just that. It will come to you. And when it comes, you want more of it. And yet it's not about want, because if you're wanting, you're not at peace. But you seek more, or you know that it can be there for you again put it that way. There's no craving it. We do crave it when we're anxious. We want to not feel anxious. It's not about that. That isn't the mysterious thing I'm talking about. It's a it's a place. It's a feeling. It's a setting. It's an attitude in a way, but there's no formula that I'm telling you right now. It is the peace that passeth understanding. Who can understand it? It arrives. To me, the peace that passeth understanding is the greatest evidence, at least in terms of not thinking with my mind, but experiential evidence of the presence of something more of spirit, of the divine, of love. Related to that peace is unconditional love. When you feel that you are unconditionally loved and that you are supposed to be here just as you are, that alone carries with it a great sense of peace. I'd like to read another random reading, so to speak, that I came across this week from a very famous poet. Actually, I didn't look up, as I often do, when this poet lived, but I will in a second. I can tell you when he wrote this poem, and I don't recall. I may have come across it before. If it was in school, maybe. I don't remember it. I just opened to it one day. I was looking for something else, and there it was. This is by Robert Frost, and it was written in 1923. And yes, I will look for just a second. It's on here. This is why literature books are so useful. Wow, this literature book is so... I love this book from a used book shelf. 
It just shows his birthday. He hadn't died when this book was written. He was born in 1874. How interesting. But this poem was written in 1923. It's about nature and what we can find there. Two, look at two. Love and forgetting might have carried them a little further up the mountainside with night so near, but not much further up. They must have halted soon in any case with thoughts of the path back, how tough it was with rock and washout and unsafe in the darkness. And when they were halted by a tumbled wall with barbed wire binding, they stood facing this, spending what up onward impulse they still had. In one last look the way they must not go, on up the falling path, or the failing path, where, if a stone or earth slide moved at night, it moved itself. No footstep moved it. This is all, they sighed. Good night to woods. But not so. There was more. A doe from round a spruce stood looking at them across the wall. As near the wall as they, she saw them in their field. They, her, and they... I think there's a typo in this book, perhaps. They, here, and hers. The difficulty of seeing what stood still. Like some upended boulder split in two, was in her clouded eyes, they saw no fear there. She seemed to think that to thus they were safe. Then, as they were something that, though strange, then, as if they were something that, though strange, she could not trouble her mind with too long, she sighed and passed, unscared along the wall. Then is all. What more is there to ask? But no, not yet. A snort to bid them wait. A buck from round the spruce stood looking at them. Across the wall, as near the wall as they. This was an antlered buck of lusty nostril, not the same doe come back into her place. He viewed them quizzically with jerks of head as if to ask, Why don't you make some motion or give some sign of life? Because you can't. I doubt if you're as living as you look. Thus till he had them almost feeling dared to stretch a proffering hand and a spell-breaking. Then he too passed unscared along the wall. Two had seen two. Whichever side you spoke from, this must be all. It was all. Still they stood, a great wave from it going over them, as if the earth in one unlooked-for favor 
had made them certain earth returned their love. That is To Look at Two, a poem by Robert Frost, and what a wonderful poem. How many of you have experienced something like that out in nature? And look how in the poem the people are stymied. They hit this wall and, you know, they're not in, they're in, shall we say, a tumultuous place where, you know, there could be a rock slide and night is coming and they can't go any farther. And here arrives this gift from nature. How many of you have had something like that happen where you're out in nature and a deer appears? I have had this happen in amazing ways. Or eagles or some other amazing, almost impossible thing. That is actually a physical manifestation of the peace that passeth understanding. And as Robert Frost describes, that feeling of how the earth loves you back. You express love for the earth and it is returned to you. Amazing things can happen in nature. I was thinking about a nature expert. Gosh, what was his name? I know I think it was named Brandt. He was on this program ages ago. I can't remember his last name. Might be Morgan, maybe. Anyway, whatever his last name was, it was years ago on this show, and he was a nature expert and talked about things like this, how things can just happen out there. And it's true, and you can feel amazing peace. It may have a kind of a formula to it, but one thing I would recommend if you are feeling the need for peace and to try to start to find avenues to peace is to focus on beauty. Get outside if you can. If it means you can only open a window and look, then look out a window. If you have a balcony in an apartment, even better. But if you can get out for a walk, it really, really helps. So let's see where we are time-wise. We're almost done for today. Um, And actually, I think today I'm not going to let the show go over um, because I think that poem is an appropriate conclusion for it. I do want to invite you to visit FrontierBeyondFear.com if you're curious about this program Also, on the Blog Talk Radio page, follow the show if you'd like to get reminders. I've been trying to define them at least the day before or the night before. And often, on the day of the show, you'll find it on the front page of Blog Talk Radio, which I'm greatly appreciative of that support. And then you can just click on it. And I'm very consistently doing it right now at 1 p.m. Pacific. 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays. So I thank the live audience for being here today. I hope you may have stumbled upon it just as I stumbled upon the poem. Or if you're someone who's coming in regularly, I'm very thankful for you. And to those of you listening across time, you're present here with me now. And I'm thankful to you as well. So I will be here again. Most likely, I haven't been writing as much lately. There is a blog, by the way, at frontierbeyondfear.com. 
that you can visit. It's not daily anymore, and it has been a busy week, truthfully. I write when so inclined to write. Um, I usually will post something about either a future or a past podcast here. But occasionally I'll write something longer and share some thoughts. And there's quite a wealth of material there in the archive. If you are curious about the Prophetess Legacy page, which I read from, that is on Facebook. You can just search for it. There's actually not a link from Frontier Beyond Fear. Well, actually, I think there is in the About section. You can link to it, but it's um, prophetesslegacy.com. But there's also a Facebook page where I try to post inspiration relatively regularly. And, of course, the Frontier Beyond Fear also has its own Facebook page. So thanks again, everyone. I will see you again next time. I hope you, too, have moments and many more increasing moments of mysterious peace. Thanks again for being here. Thank you.